millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are not... The Daily Boys are not here this week, but we have a new member of the Daily Boys. He is the newest addition to Wrestling Daily. Set E is here with me, and what a day it is. Alex McCarthy couldn't make it with us. We want everyone, you know, he's he's not feeling the best. He's a little bit under the weather. But Set E with the hot tag, the the mystery entrant, he the last minute addition. He, you know, you guys were talking about ROH best in the world. Jonathan Gresham made his last minute addition to the tag team title match. You are the Jonathan Gresham on this uh, edition of Wrestling Daily. Set E, nice to see you, brother. Dude, is a is a, I'm glad to officially meet you. I thought I have to wait to the jam in the jar ladder match, but I, I'm so happy to finally meet you. I, I'm a huge fan of the stuff that you do, and you know when I joined the team, one of the things I was looking forward to is finally you know interacting with you, and it happened so quick, so early, and you know unfortunately we're happening with Alex, but you know Daily Boy has got to stick together. I had to come and tag in, you know hot tag come and you know save the day, and you know we've got a lot you know to talk about today. Of course, it's a busy day. It's the debate day on a Wednesday. So not only are you filling in for Alex, you also have to fill in for his for his uh, debate tonight. And, you know, Alex doesn't have the best record against me, but I will count if you win tonight, I will count it towards his win record. So it will be you'll be one and oh against me, but you'll also be helping out Alex's record in debates against me. So you're telling me I'm gonna be the riddle in this situation trying to ride for his boy Randy Orton. Exactly. Hey Mac, <laughs> I got you. I don't know what a debate topic is, but mate, I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna talk up a storm. Sat E is the bodacious bro for Alex McCarthy. Of course you're watching us you know give us a like Share this video on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're new to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified. And if you want us to, you know, talk about whatever you want in the wrestling world, right below me, I'm not used to being on this side, but right below me, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. And, you know, 
tell us tell us your hot takes give us your views we, we're gonna do a hot take segment as well at the end of here i know sadie he's got he's got his hot takes i, I got, got a couple of, i got a couple of hot takes it's muddy in the bank weekend we got slammiversary 2021 this weekend so a lot for us to discuss but as per usual we got to start off with the titular news sat and it's all about last night's WWE NXT and the big appearance by Miss Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, uh, according to PW Insider, Mandy Rose's move to NXT, it wasn't a one-time thing last night. It's actually, she is going to be full-time with NXT. She is no longer an active member on the Raw roster. Uh, also, WrestleVotes uh, reported uh, this afternoon that it's apparently a trade set that Mandy Rose is being swapped out for Aaliyah. We saw also on NXT, Aaliyah has formally split from uh, the, the Robert Stone brand. She's done with the losing with the Robert Stone brand. So she is, uh, you know, put the dramatic close on that chapter. And she's finally moving up to the main roster. So what's your viewpoint on Mandy Rose on NXT and Aaliyah now on Monday Night Raw? Well, um, if we go back to it, I think Mandy Rose, originally, she spent like a cup of coffee in NXT, so she didn't really establish herself. So is the way I see it is a way to reestablish herself, because she was one of those people that was seen as Vince McMahon's pet project. You know, you'd say that last year, the pandemic kind of ruined the plans of her and Otis, because she's really been floating around. I saw potential in her tag team. Uh, with, with you know with, with Dana with Dana Brooke I feel like they're coming into own as the super muscle you know blonde tag team and then a feuding with you know Natalia and, and Tamina and then I guess that storyline is going to be dropped now but for me I, I see it as a positive because because uh, she's got that experience of being on the main roster she'll be kind of seen I don't want to say as, as a uh, as a big fish but as a medium fish in a small pond because she can she's got character work she can cut promos and I feel like her going back to NXT would benefit her as improving as a performer. I think it's more about her in-ring style that needs to be yeah. polished. In, in terms of being a character, she does great as a heel. As a baby face, is, you know, she's not that hot as a baby face, but as a heel, as God's greatest you know, creation, if she goes back to that character or an evolution of sorts, uh, I feel like it's a positive. Because I know people making jokes about the trade, uh, what a Triple H, H to trade, you know, like the Tony Storms and, and the Tegan Knox and the Shotzi for Mandy Rose. But I feel like Mandy Rose is the diamond in the rough that's going to shine bright on NXT. And then with Aaliyah, Aaliyah got the Andre the Giant WrestleMania like six send off by turning on the healing family. I mean, the Robert Stone brand. And then she's got the babyface reaction. And then I'm happy for Aaliyah. Aaliyah's like the Eric Escobar, Eric Perez of developmental. She's been there for seven years. All, all the other wrestlers like Bailey and, and the other four, you know, horsewomen have, you know, superseded her. you got women that stayed there for a few few months and then gone by. So I think it's time for Aaliyah to show what she can do. I mean, seven years is a long time. Yeah, and we're, we're she's, of course, hoping that she's not Eric Exobar and that she's more uh, Angelo Dawkins, who also spent a, a long time on the developmental. You know, I'm happy for Aaliyah. I became a fan of hers during the whole uh, Breaking Ground documentary on the WWE Same. Network, where, you know, you kind of got to see that she she kind of had a Liv Morgan of sorts journey, where the start and the stops, she's given opportunities, not really, you know, fulfilled it the best. And, you know, she's not 
not the best wrestler on the star-studded women's no. division on NXT, but everybody deserves that opportunity to move up. So hopefully she becomes like the next success story. Uh, me and Alex talked about it last week with the NXT call-up. Sometimes your level at NXT doesn't really dictate what you're going to do on the main roster. We've seen it before with Alexa Bliss, where she was just a manager. She was very infrequent in the ring, especially after she became the manager of uh, Murphy and uh, Blake. But when she moved up to the main roster, she's become the Raw Women's Championship, the, the, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Money in the Bank. Carmella, similar path for her. She's a two-time Money in the Bank winner, SmackDown Women's Champion. So there is a path for Aaliyah to, to follow to gain some success and get greater a greater status than what she's gotten in, in NXT. I think the fact that NXT always gets these new superstars that are like very more advanced in, in the wrestling game than her, I think it's kind of pushed her back. So this is a bigger opportunity for her. What did you think about um, Mandy Rose's appearance during the Saray and Gigi Dolan match? Do you think that we're going to see some type of partnership between Mandy Rose and Saray or even maybe Gigi Dolan? I definitely think it might be leaned towards Gigi Dolan because she just like she's a newcomer. She's not really established yet, and I feel like at at this moment, um, Mandy's always thrived by being in, in a pair in a in a pairing. You know, first Sonya Deville, then it then it was you know with uh, Dana Brooke. So maybe having that underling taking someone under her wing may actually you know work, you know work for a character, and you know, and Gigi can flourish by being associated with a known act as well. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely work. I mean, it does kind of put a damper on the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship division. Cause are I you was really excited about that, though? Are you really? Are you... I, I mean, I mean, they were just starting to build it back up. Like, with the Riot Squad gone, they only had about, like, two tag teams on the division. But now, you know, you got Shotzi and Tegan Knox. Yeah. You got Tamina and Natalya, the champions. Uh, I mean, some people mentioned to me you also have to put in there Eva Marie and Dewdrop. So they have three tag teams. Who do you who do you think is going to be next? Do you think it's going to be Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox maybe get an opportunity and beat Natalia and Tamina, or do you think they're going to go all the way on this Eva Marie and Dewdrop uh, move? Uh, I I think if if you bring back Eva Marie. You know, for a second stint, and you're pairing of Dewdrop. I, I, I think, and you have Dewdrop beating Asuka and Naomi, two former women's champion. Um, you, you should go all the way with it. Don't do the stop and start push sort of thing. As much as people don't like Eva Marie's in ring work, and they find her her character kind of dry. I feel like you need an Eva Marie. You need someone that actually gets heel heat. She's like the honky tonk man of this generation, if you think about it. She's just someone that people just don't appreciate at all. And that's great because you want her, you want to see her lose. You want to, you know, see her get the victory, get mad, get pissed off, and go on your social media and complain about it, and then have a superhuman comeback with a with a tag team that you want to see win. I'm hundred percent. Do you drop Eva Marie win the tag team titles? Why not? I mean, the titles don't really do nothing. The titles and money in the bank. There's nothing announced for the tag team titles this Sunday, so why not? Yeah, I mean, why not go all the way with it? It it, it would also open the door for you know Alexa Bliss and maybe uh, Nikki Ash to team back up and reunite uh, Bliss Cross Applesauce because we saw the interaction between Alexa Bliss and Dewdrop and Eva Marie on Monday Night Raw this week. So there's a lot of directions to go. And, you know, although this is kind of a lower card trade between the main roster and NXT, it does have a lot of different ramifications like we talked about for the women's 
women's tag team division as well as for you know the career for Aaliyah. And I don't I don't I don't know really though the direction they're gonna take her on the Monday Night Raw roster because you know you got your Charlottes, you got your Rhea Ripley's, you got uh Nikki Ash who's getting a big push. Of course, Asuka is one of the most decorated women's performers in all of WWE. Naomi is always someone that, you know, fans like me would love for her to get opportunity. She's also my pick in the woman's money in the bank and uh, in the jam in the jar uh, on Sunday. So you're lucky. I, I, I've got mystery woman. I don't know who that mystery woman is. If, hey. if, if Alex Fear is right, it could be Becky Lynch for me. I don't know. If it's Becky Lynch and I'm happy or Sonya Deville, I don't know. But I got a mystery woman. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed because I got screwed out. They gave me Morrison. I love Morrison. But let's be honest, unless Vince McMahon loves the drip drip. <laughs> I don't see him winning, but yeah. Hey, hey, maybe Vince was very impressed by the false count anywhere match. I know I was, so you you never know. Maybe maybe he gives him an opportunity, but yeah, I think I think the the best thing for both of us is if the woman's money in the bank is second during the the jam in the jar. Yeah. I think we both have better chances because, you know, Seth Rollins is a former Mr. Money in the Bank. That's my other pick in the men's one, but I don't Lucky see him winning Lucky this you. one. I don't see I know, him winning I know, this I know. One. I know. I, I, I see him losing and taking his frustration on, on edge later on in the, in, the, in the show. But going back to what you're saying about Aaliyah, uh, someone brought this up on Twitter, so I'm not going to take credit for it. They could pair her with Mansoor and Ali. Uh, there could be a little, you know, mm. tag team faction sort of thing going on because yeah. the way I see the storyline with Mansoor and Ali Gan is that Mansoor's going to get broken down and he's going to turn and become... I feel like that's where the storyline's going. He's going to become a tag team with Ali because Ali's not really doing yeah. much. As much as they're feuding, it has to go somewhere. Either Ali turns face or Mansoor turns face, um, heel. And them to be in a tag team, you have Ali being, you know, um, Aliyah being their, you know, their valet slash manager of sorts. It could that be the case. That actually is not a bad idea, and it's a different direction, and it can extend their little story that they got going on there. So that's not not a bad shot at all. A, a quick reminder for everyone who's just joining us, drop us a like. I see we got quite a few people watching us right now. And, of course, like I said before, we're going to go into – debate we also are going to go into your hot takes your ultra checks so send those in wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily but it is a wednesday so we have to go over what happened last night nxt i i thought that this was not the strongest edition of nxt set i, I you know the last couple of weeks we had great american bash last week with the great Cole versus O'Reilly 2, as well as the uh, the opener that they had there between Thatcher and Ciampa versus MSK. Uh, the, the last couple of weeks has been very strong programming, but I felt like this one was a little bit off. But instead of doing chronological order, like I usually do with Alex, Ooh. we're going to start from the from, from the end. Let's talk about the main event with Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano. I thought that uh, this was a very good, a very good main event and the match of the night. But more importantly, Seth, what did you think about the post match with Karrion Cross laying out and provoking Samoa Joe by giving him the straight jacket choke? Well, you know, on one hand, you could say they they blow their load too quickly. I mean, they could they've been building up, you know, for like a week or two, and then now if they're going with the striking. Uh, I think it would be it would be great if if it isn't in fact that Samoa Joe was cleared and this is actually going to lead up to a match between the two. So I I, I didn't mind it too much, even though I feel like okay maybe it's a bit too quick. Maybe the, you know this is NXT. If it's Raw or, or you know not 
let's say extend SmackDown, you might be a little bit worried that, okay, they, they may be like all the eggs in one basket so quickly, but maybe, you know, they're going to put in a little tease, maybe some more Joe, SummerSlam weekend with Karrion Cross win the NXT title and then Karrion Cross goes on to the main roster. But um, yeah, the match was incredible, but you also have to say, was it mostly Johnny Gargano bumping around or is Karrion Cross yeah. a, a good wrestler? Because you get some people... Because Karrion Cross online, he's not a, the darling of, of the certain community. They they say that, you know, the guy's character's undefined. You know, one minute he dressed like a gladiator, next minute he dressed like a bouncer, next minute he's, he's dressed as a poker player. So there's, there's all these like, little ribs going on. But yeah, I, I think Karrion Cross, if they keep him, you know, together with Scarlett, you know, he's got potential for the main roster. But yeah, main event match, enjoyed it, it was great. And I can't wait to see, you know, potentially Joe versus Karrion Cross. Yeah, I, I do agree with you that this was mostly the Johnny Gargano show. Uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Babyface Johnny Gargano is the best Johnny Gargano. That's the Johnny wrestling that I fell in love with. And he was out there bumping and selling and making Karrion Cross look like a monster. Uh, his comeback was very, he got you very excited, very into the matchup. But in the end, of course, Karrion Cross had to pull out the victory. I saw some people online saying they thought Johnny Gargano was going to get the win. And I just thought, I was like, oh, that's wishful thinking. That's wishful thinking. So you, you had no doubt that Karrion Cross was winning? No doubt. You don't build up someone like Karrion Cross and then have the guy that's been joking around and uh, saying cuckoo bananas for weeks, uh, beating him in a, in a main event matchup to take the NXT championship. But, I, you know, I, I totally agree with you as well that this feels very rushed, though, with the Samoa Joe, you know, being the enforcer. And now a month later, he's already being provoked by Karrion Cross, um, you know. Even, even as a forcer, I think he's been the worst enforcer ever because the, he was supposed to be here to kind of separate the, the pull-apart brawls that were happening, but we've literally had a pull-apart brawl on every single episode of NXT since he's come into power, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to already get in the ring, but at the end of the day, he is kind of the only person I can realistically see beating Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. And he could be, become the first ever three-time NXT champion. So do you think that's the direction they're going at the uh, SummerSlam weekend takeover? 110%. If he's cleared, I mean, the fact they didn't put him back in the commentary booth and it made him more of an on-screen character, you know that it is meant to lead up to something. And I 100% think he's going to be Karrion Cross with Samoa Joe. And then I, I'm salivating at the at the suplexes and the stiff clotheslines and the, both guys got like MMA style, you know, you know, yeah. enthusiasts. So you're going to see a lot of stiff shots going in, into the match. I think is that Samoa Joe's Karrion Cross might be the match that solidifies Karrion Cross in NXT in terms of his run. Because that's far, it's been Finn Balor. His match with Finn Balor has been incredible. You know, like that, I think that's been his marquee match so far. Yeah. The Fatal Four Way was it was a great, you know, showing of his dominance. Even though his his promo comebacks has been weak, no. I feel I I every every week I see him, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that makes the frowny, scowly face because that's all he does. It's not even menacing anymore. It's kind of like they say something about him and he just goes quiet. And then when there's so many things he can say about how Johnny Gargano is scared to go on the main roster. I mean, the guy's been there for years, but he just won't say anything. But yeah, I can't wait for some more John Karrion Cross when it finally happens. 
I agree with you. I think that's going to be an absolute banger. Uh, I'm I'm just ready for Samoa Joe to be back in the ring. I've been a Samoa Joe fan since his run as ROH World Champion all the way back in 2004, and seeing him, you know, the undefeated streak through Impact Wrestling TNA, and then him coming to WWE, it's always felt like he could have gotten more. But the only time that he felt like the Samoa Joe of the past was in NXT. So it's going to be great to kind of see him back in the wing. I kind of felt like the, the Steve Carell gif it's happening. It's finally happening. Samoa Joe is getting cleared. We're finally going to see Samoa Joe back in the ring and I'm looking forward to it. I, I do feel that this is going to be the marquee matchup that Karrion Cross needs, but I don't see him getting, getting put over. I think this is the way they finally take the title off of him. And then Samoa Joe can have matches against Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship or Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. There's a lot of directions. Possibilities endless. Yeah. yeah. And they've been teasing all of it as well. So it's going to be very, very interesting indeed. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. What we also had plenty more stuff to talk about on the edition of NXT. Going back to the beginning, the opener was Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. A very solid opener between the two ladies, a rematch from a couple of weeks ago uh, ahead of In Your House. But this time, Dakota Kai gets the win with the go to kick. After the match, Raquel Gonzalez was, of course, in Dakota Kai's corner. Zaya Lee comes out and makes a challenge for Raquel Gonzalez. So we're going to see those two ladies for the NXT Women's Championship next week. What was your thoughts on the opener? And what do you think about Zia Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez in what probably will be next week's main event? I, I think that the match between, you know, uh, I, I thought the match was great. Ember Moon's back to being a singles wrestler. Uh, I hope that this time that uh, Ember can work more on her, her character a bit more. Because I feel like she's always looked great stylistically. But in terms of her character work, she portrays herself like a, as a regular woman. So yeah. it would be it would be great for her to 
her aesthetic to match her, per her personality. Dakota Kai, uh, she's she's incredible. I think maybe her baby her her heel run has run its course. Maybe she's the maybe she's gonna slowly turn into a baby face because she's in that Shawn Michaels position and Raquel Gonzalez is the Diesel. I mean that that's always been like the 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 you know the inspiration behind the pairing. Um, to see Zia Lee come out, I was actually really shocked because I know that she's getting a, a big push, but it's also a heel versus heel, I guess, matchup. Yeah. Right? It's a bit confusing. Yeah. But I also have to say, um, it's a bit I'm, it's a, I'm a bit nervous about the pairing because Raquel Gonzalez, without a great partner to go with in the ring, she's still a bit green in the ring. Zia is known for knocking out people as well. So it could be, you know, it could be <laughs> ugly in a good way or in a bad way. But I also see it as being a setup for Raquel Gonzalez and uh, and um, Dakota Dakota's split. So I feel like this might enhance the story because you know that's where they're going with it. It's going to be Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, that, that I honestly think that should be the takeover NXT Women's Championship matchup. Uh, I, I'm actually do a series on True Hill Heat called True Rewind. So I'm going back in time to 1996 when it was Shawn Michaels versus Diesel at Good Friends, Better Enemies. And that's nice. the vibe that I get when I see Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And if they can have a match more akin to that at uh, TakeOver, I think it's going to be a match that puts both ladies over. But I totally agree with you as far as Zaya Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez. It's like, who's leading who here? Who is the one that's going to kind of be the, the general in the ring? Because right. Raquel Gonzalez has been in the ring and had great matches against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai, but that's Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. She had a, right. a really good matchup with Ember Moon at In Your House, but Ember Moon is, is another veteran. This is kind of the first time that she's in the ring with someone who has the same amount of experience as her. So it's going to be a different type of matchup as well as being – heel versus heel i mean raquel has kind of been a tweener though it's for a while now like what it kind of depends on who she's in the ring with but she's either a heel when she's up against the ember moons of the world but she's been a baby face against mercedes martinez so you could kind of see that she can go from either side of the spectrum here so i think she's going to be the one that kind of leans towards the baby face even though that uh. makes sense with her having a foot advantage against right. like that size difference was crazy to me when they went up when they went face to face last night yeah it just it, i feel like putting raquel gonzalez with women that's much shorter than her it just enhances the, the the statuesque amazon of a woman that she is the amazonian woman that she is uh the match between them two next week's gonna be really interesting because like you say it could be a train wreck in a good way or bad way it could be a stiff matchup or it's just gonna hopefully there's no blown spots there's no concussions that in, in the match but yeah i i'm isn't i'm intrigued as i say i'm intrigued to see what's gonna happen Another intriguing part of uh, NXT was Diamond Mine was back on the show this week. Uh, they had a little promo, and then they were challenged by Bobby Fish. We got the first face-to-face -face showdown between the former Undisputed Era members, Roger Strong and Bobby Fish, and that led into Bobby Fish versus Tyler Russ. I thought this was a very rushed matchup, though. You know, it, it didn't even really get into a next gear it was over within like three minutes tyler russ getting the victory after a distraction from roger strong uh they then surrounded bobby fish and then Kashida came out to make the save and we're gonna get Kashida and bobby fish versus tyler russ 
and Roger Strong next week. What have you been thinking about the whole Diamond Ryan faction so far with this being only, I think, like third or fourth week since they came together? I, so I feel like Diamond Mine has great potential, but I feel like it's being outshined by Hit Row. I mean, there's other groups at the moment. Hit Row, out of the gate, they didn't need to warm up. They just, they're straight up like marquee team already. With Diamond Mine, I feel like like the idea is great, but it's not really translating well. I feel like it's a lot more backstage segments, not really getting to the meat of, of the issue. And even the match between Tyler Rostam and Bobby Fish, I would have liked it if, if they teased it. Even the, the, the dissension between Roderick Strong and and uh, and Bobby Fish, because from the last time, if you're following story story law, they didn't have an issue. Bobby Fish, Bobby was injured. It would yeah. be great to understand why Roderick is angry with Bobby and and why I, I would liked it more if it was Bobby trying to convince Roddy, hey hey dude, like I know you got your own thing, but I don't have any problem with you, and then then build to like Roddy's vicious side where he wants to cut all ties with, you know, anything UE, you know? I just felt like it was like standard wrestling. Yeah, we were friends once, but now we're enemies for some reason. It was just, I, I wish there was more logic behind the feud. But I can't wait to a potential tag team match with Tyler Rustin, Roderick Strong versus Krishida and, and Bobby Fish. That, that would be, that's destined to be great. But Diamond Mine at the moment, I I'm, I like them based on potential because I'm, I'm happy that Malcolm Bivens is finally on television and hopefully yeah. get some meat some bone, they try with him. It's always like stop and start with him, you know, you know, in the show and then Tyler Russ in the yeah. beginning and Tyler Russ disappeared for a bit. I mean, Malcolm Bivens is a guy you shouldn't have in the background or do nothing with. I hope this is a great showcase for him with, with Diamond Mine. He kind of reminds me a bit of, of Clarence Mason with Nation at the moment. It's kind of like, oh, <laughs> that kind of, but it's I hope he comes tough, to his own. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm a big Malcolm Vivian fan. Uh, I've loved him since he was Stoke, Stokely Hathaway, and I, I want more for him. But I do agree that it kind of feels like we missed some chapters of the Roger Shaw and Bobby Fish story. But uh, a part of me kind of thought, like, when uh, they kind of surrounded Bobby Fish and then Kushida came out, that Bobby was going to turn on him because wouldn't Bobby Fish fit in well with Diamond Mine? He does have that MMA feel. We've seen him at the punching bags. I think that he wouldn't feel out of place in Diamond Mine. Yes, it would give Diamond Mine kind of an undisputed era feel with two of the members, but it would also elevate them in a way by having another member that has one championship go. What would you think about Bobby Fish turning on Kashida next week and joining Diamond Mine? I think it's a great idea, simply because for me, Bobby Fish is not working now as a baby face. He's coming no. across as that old, grizzled veteran. And then if they continue on the route they're on with, he's going to lose to so many opponents. I think if you associate him with Diamond Mine, he could be with Hideki Suzuki being like one of the trainers for Diamond Mine. It will give him TV time. doesn't have to be in the ring that much. So I, at the moment, I'm not really liking Bobby Fish as a as a face. He's, he's like, oh, the grizzled veteran. That's the part that really gifted Champa. And Champa is like a, the dark cloud of NXT. He is like Groundhog Day. The fact his beard is gray. It's like, yeah, you've been here for 10,000 years, mate. Just just move to the main roster. What are you afraid of? I'm sorry. If we get to Champa, I'm just, I'm sorry. Anything Champa related, uh, stale. Sorry. Bobby Fish, join Diamond Mine. I'm, I'm up for that. I like that idea, mate. You're hurting my heart. This is Champa slander, man. This Champa Listen, slander. Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter, Champa. The end of the show. Right now, you're the Champa slander, man. Come on, chill. Dude, 
Blue Lives Matter champion can get the heck out of here, man. I got no time for people like that, man. Listen, his old ass should go to the main roster. What are you afraid of, man? You're in your 30s, your same age Roman Reigns. Go to the main roster, man. Go make that money. You got a child, go make that money. Being afraid and sticking around and taking away people's payday, trying to bully MSK. What's wrong with that guy? Old ass fart. Well, speaking of Champa, uh, he had a little backstage segment. Uh, it was a Pete Dunne interview talking about Pete Dunne watching the NXT Championship matchup later in the night. He was with Orny Lorcan. Of course, he called himself the best technician and the toughest guy on the NXT roster. And then Timothy Thatcher got in his face. And then we had a, a whole tag team pull-apart brawl. Like I said, Samoa Joe has not enforced anything. He is the, no. the worst. He's the worst. Ever. <laughs> Because we had that pull-apart brawl that he wasn't even seen for. Uh, but it sets up an interesting tag team match with Thatcher and Ciampa versus uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. What would, you, what would you think about that tag team match, although we know your feelings on Tommaso Ciampa and Groundhog Day? Well, what I would like is for Pete Dunne to snap Ciampa's fingers and then Ciampa just taps out and the match is over. And then we can just get straight to the one-on-one match. The real draw, which is Pete Dunne versus Timothy Thatcher. Old yeah. man Champa can go attach himself to a goalpost or something like that. I mean, he doesn't have to be in this feud. I mean, he's stinking up the joint, man. I'm oh sorry. SP3, is that your guy? Oh is Champa your guy? No, he's, Champa not, your... he's not my guy. I would, I would say I think it's between him, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole for the greatest NXT champion of all time. But like that, that champ of slander, man. Like, like I, at least we, Gargano evolves. At least Gargano doesn't do the same shtick. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I think Johnny Johnny Gargano is kind of similar, and Adam Cole for that matter. Those oh. three, those three, I all feel like they, they should probably already be on the. I main agree. Because, I agree. Because at least at least Champa is doing something new with this whole Timothy Thatcher uh, tag team. I think they they are NXT's answer to the bar in a lot of ways. They're, they're oh, guys. That's slander. No, it's not. No, it's not. don't no. dare compare them to the bar. Yes, Champa Thatcher's yes. great. I thought Thatcher was joining Imperium. I thought that's where the storyline was going. But I'm sorry, Champa being another tag team, he's dragging Thatcher down. Look how long Thatcher's been in, in NXT. And again, this albatross, this old dust brush around his neck. He has to carry him to keep him relevant because he's scared to go to the main roster. This old man, scared of the big bad Vinnie Mac, scared that he might be made a joke. Come when, on, man. Have a nutsack. Sack, stop it. So you would be scared too if you were in NXT. Make me Dean Douglas. <laughs> make me Funkasaurus. I'll make it work. I got balls the size of grapefruits. Unlike them tiny dust balls of Champa. I want I want everyone in the live chat, whatever set appears on Wrestling Daily, you say somebody call your mama because your mama's in the in the live chat usually. Right? So back, I'm Ernest Miller. Somebody call my mama. I'm Shelton Benjamin. Somebody call my mama. I love it. I love it. I, I don't appreciate the, the Champa slander, but the passion, the passion is there, and I can appreciate that. Uh, also on NXT, we had the little skits with uh, Cameron Grimes, now the butler of uh, Timothy. Timothy, uh, no, excuse me. I'm, see, you got Thatcher and Chopper. <laughs> LA Knight, LA Knight, LA Knight. LA Knight, yes, he was the butler for LA Knight. A couple of skits. Uh, we also had Grimes uh, pay off a kid, a little, a little kid. To, to... I love that. You got a kid, my lord? I was like, oh, oh no, where are they going to go with this? <laughs> like, is it illegal or something? Uh, dude, uh, I love the skits 
for the simple fact it bucked the trend of the trope. We expected to see a miserable Cameron Grimes. What I like is Cameron Grimes is so he's in he's in the moon <laughs> that he doesn't fathom that he should be miserable doing the job. He's like they they gave him the nice you know he got a nice makeover. I like the fact that he's like hey I actually look clean. I look like I actually took a bath. You know I've never been this clean since I came out of my mom's womb. I mean like I look incredible. And so I'm loving the fact that he's basically not really affected by it. And then it's, it's driving LA Knight crazy. And we might get a swerve, bro, that LA Knight may be, forget having a match. I don't want you to be my butler anymore. You're, you're, you're atrocious. You're terrible. You smashed up my house. You vandalized it. It would be great if they go in that direction. But yeah, what did you think? I mean, I thought it was a little rushed because this is like, I thought the whole point of Cameron Grimes being his butler would be to build sympathy for Cameron Grimes to eventually one-up LA Knight and he's already one-upped him and, you know, but I do agree that it was different than what I was looking for and sometimes different is better and them going in a different direction was still entertaining. We still got Cameron Grimes that we've grown in love. Like I've said before, he's a superstar. He's a guy that they need to push straight to the moon but i just i just felt like the story was rushed a lot of different you know nxt i love it for their in-ring work but the storytelling i feel is sometimes off like we had the rushing with the samoa joe and i felt like this was a little bit rushed as well you know i liked some parts of it but him getting the last laugh at on la night was like then what's the point of him being the butler if he's gonna he's gonna make his life a little a living hell anyway? He's I guess better of this. I guess we have to wait and see next week. Next week, LA Knight may get the better of him. Maybe it was LA Knight underestimated him. Now he knows who he's dealing with. Now he knows. Okay, maybe he, he might find his lawyer and has access to his money. Because the key thing is that um, Cameron Grimes has money. So he, he's like, I don't mind doing it. This is like leisure, leisure time for me. This is fun. I pretend to be poor. I remember this once upon a time. So maybe there's a way that LA Knight can discover access to his bank account and then threaten him and say, I moved your money to a Cayman Island account or something like that or some, some BS like that. But also, um, we, we already saw uh, Chuck Taylor, Miro do this, the storyline. So it is great. If you're going to do a similar storyline, have your own little slant to it. I do yeah. agree they did rush like probably two weeks worth of story into in two segments, but it's kind of like a wait and see kind of thing. I think after you know the next couple of weeks, then we can finally form an opinion about it, you know, about this storyline. But you know, it, it it has potential. And I do think that Cameron Grimes, uh, hopefully when the draft comes up, he might be one of the guys. I mean, it depends how you feel. You may want him to be, you know, North American champion, million dollar champion, and NXT champion. But this character is made ready. Is many ready? Is many? Is is made for the main roster? I mean, I've said that many of times. Sat though, I've said that with Tyler Breeze in the past. I've said that with Bailey's hugger gimmick that this is ready made for the main roster. So sometimes I have to be cautious when I when I put that. <sighs> I just want Cameron Grimes to get success in NXT for the most part. But we also uh, got to see a couple of different matches. You had Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar, with Santos Escobar getting the victory. After the match, Legado Del Fantasma had a face-to-face with Hit Row. Also, after the match, you had Indy Hartwell, you know, picking up her, her, her knight in shining armor. She was the knight in shining armor, showing the muscles, lifting up Dexter Loomis for a couple of a couple of steps and then dropping them. And then, of course, the angry mom, Candice LeRae, breaking up the lovers because she doesn't want her daughter to go out with the creepy stalker kid. 
how, what, what was your thoughts on that whole semi segment with uh, Hit Row and Legato, as well as the next chapter of Index? Another heel versus heel thing going on. I mean, I think they both the both team are you know established heels, but I think because of the cool factor, Hit Row may be the de facto face in in this feud. I, I'm interested in, in it because it's like the whole unpredictability of it. I'm always happy to go unpredictable instead of like following old old tropes. Yeah. And and in terms of uh, Indy Hartwell and and Dexter Loomis, I'm all in with Index. I I because I like the way character. I mean the way they this corny ass family. So I I like the fact that there's this you know emo. Is he a serial killer kind of guy hanging around? You know the daughter figure. You know of, of Candice LeRae. I'm all in. Some people hate it. Some people think you know this is trash. Uh, but I've enjoyed the the infusion of humor on NXT. You could tell it's very Shawn Michaels Triple H style of humor that's been taken over. Every guy's got this HBK kind of dance kind of humor going on on, on the show. The same kind of DX humor from 2006 that people kind of hate and find corny. But I, I don't mind it. It's different. I mean, it's always good to evolve. You can't be the same thing forever. I mean, they, they are the, the best wrestling show. You know, their takeover shows are incredible. But sometimes having humor and relaxing and having character development is great. I'm all in for Index. It's different. It's very much like a, I'm watching a high school film. It is, is you know, Indy Hart was going to get her man of her nightmare or slash dreams. Who knows? But yeah. Well, what, what did you think? What did you think about that storyline? I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Dexter Loomis fan. Uh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not into him in the ring at all. But the index stuff, it, it, it does have a certain charm to it. I, I won't. I won't lie or deny that. I'm very interested into Legato del Fantasma versus Hit Row. I do agree that uh, Hit Row kind of lean more towards the babyface side of the ledger because of how popular they've been. So I think that this would be a nice little matchup. And we've already seen these two at a takeover in the past and they had one of the best matches of the night so i think that they can deliver especially if we make it a stable war this is what i was wanting because i felt like you know when hit row was introduced i was like damn how many heel stables are they going to have on this show and especially then diamond mind debut yeah is all the stables heal? Like we need one baby face stable. So we've seen, like you said, the way have, you know, got, embraced their humor side of it, making them more baby faces. Now Hit Row may potentially be leaning more baby face. So this is what they need. They need more difference in the stables and that that's good for the whole brand. You also had the first round, the first matchup of the breakout tournament with Gyro Ikeman versus uh, Duke Hudson. I thought that this was probably my favorite match of the night. I thought, you know, Cross and Gargano was the best match, but my favorite match was this one, especially for Ikeman. I'm an Ikeman guy. I love him now. Like, he is so charismatic. The the blazer, him doing the showtays with the blazer. Very sharp. Very Yo. sharp guy. Him pulling out the tarantula, you know, a, an ode to his trainer, to Jerry. I didn't know he was trained by Tajiri and Great Muda. So that that made me fall in love with him even more. And Duke Hudson, you know, he was a lot better than Brandon Vink of the fat of the of his of his. What happened to Brandon Vink? Is he gone in 
parts unknown. Parts unknown. He's gone off to to a far, far away land, and now he's evolved into Duke Hudson. And, you know, I liked Wade Barrett making the comparisons between the two of them, and then Duke Hudson winning the matchup with the Winds of Change. So that was a nice little ode to our our announcer on commentary here. What was your thoughts on the uh, first matchup in the breakout tournament? So, you know, I, I must confess, I'm one of those people who don't watch 205 Live. That was my first exposure to Ikemenjiro. Uh, I know the backstory about how, uh, was it, his his father knew Tajiri's brother? Apparently he's known Tajiri since like 13, 14. And, and I think the guy, the guy's got potential, but... Uh, if uh, in terms of main roster, I can see him having a ceiling. I can see him being like our truth's yeah. friend, unfortunately. Unless they, they, because I feel like with Vince McMahon, he only understands stereotypes. Unless he's like, Do you want to be a ninja? Do you want to be a samurai? Nah, I don't get them jackets. Take off those jackets, you know, maybe. But Ikemen Jiro, I, like, I love is the next Hideki Suzuki on the main roster. Yeah, I can nah. see. I can see him being the next Yoshitatsu, unfortunately. Not, oh, not, he's already reminding me because Yoshitatsu was the happy-go-lucky Japanese baby face. And he's like, I'm the happy-go-lucky, I'm handsome Japanese baby face who wears a blazer. Guys, I'm different because I wear a blazer and I was trained by Tajiri. Uh, but yeah, Ikemenjaro, phenomenal in the ring. Obviously, if you've got the pedigree of being taught by great Muta and Tajiri, you have to be great in the ring. But who knows? Because with those two alignment, he may turn heel down the line, face pain, and, and do green mist if his character doesn't really catch on with the main roster. I'm just thinking in the future that may happen. But uh, are you wishing no. for that? Or- no, fingers crossed, no. <laughs> fingers crossed, no. I hope no, that doesn't happen. So, uh, like you said, Duke Hudson is a massive upgrade to this Brendan Vink experiment that ended after a couple of weeks. You know, thank goodness MVP didn't... <laughs> Didn't latch on for too long in that in that tag team that he was in. Uh, I liked his promo. It was it was very uh, it was very Aussie. You know, Australians do have great sense of humor, and it was great to have a, a a representation of that humor. And and he's a big guy. You know, he's got great physique, and he fights like a big guy. Because the issue that sometimes people have is that NXT has become the land of the ants, because he's not the land of the giants. I mean, you get little guys bullying, carrying cross. That's how you know it's a bit lopsided. So you need a Duke Hudson to slap, you know, five foot eight guys and put them in line and show them there's a pecking order, a six foot five pecking order in NXT. I, I think he's got potential. If he wins it, I, I wouldn't mind because I feel like he's got great mic skills in ring. You know, he showed that he's, he knows what he's doing in the ring. I love the boss man slam slash, you know, winds of change. Uh, fingers crossed that he's a guy that they got all away with because it's been a while since we've had a non-indie darling do well on NXT. Man, I, I swear, Sad, I thought you were a white mean babyface, but you got Champa slander and now you're making fun of the vanilla midgets. You're, you're, sounding, you're sounding very Kevin Nash on this edition of uh, Wrestling Daily. We got we to gotta have you replace Alex sometimes. I think I think people don't like us. You know, we're both babyfaces. You're, 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 you got the heel in you. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, Mac, I'm representing you, man. I'm, 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 I'm feeding into that. I'm just punching in. Tuesday night, Sat. Happy go like I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Wednesday sat. If you mentioned Champa, then you set me off. You mentioned Dusty Dusty Brushes, you set me off. That's all I got. That's all I got to say. 
<laughs> well, we got a couple of more people uh, jo joining us now. So give us a thumbs up. Share this video on your social media platforms. Of course, we love your ultra chats. We love your hot takes. So send them in wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily and if you're new to the wrestling daily youtube channel smash that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content that we got coming to you here but i think it's about time i think we covered enough of nxt sad i think it's about time for our debate we had the folks on the wrestling daily youtube channel community tab they voted on what debate we were going to do we made it money in the bank themed we had ranking the the potential winners of this weekend's uh two matches the women's and men's money in the bank we also had uh my idea which was the best money in the bank lineups because the men's money in the bank has an all-star lineup this sunday so i wanted that one but you all voted for and Money in the Bank missed opportunities, which is what superstars from the past or even the present would you have put in a Money in the Bank ladder match? It can only be superstars that have never been in Money in the Bank. So this is a very interesting debate. I'm going to let Sat ponder on that a little bit before we get into things but sat actually named someone that i think if money in the bank was in like 1994 1995 you name someone earlier who i think is the per perfect person to talk about in a money in the bank matchup he is the innovator of the ladder match the man that was in the first ever ladder match whether canon or not canon because he versed, he versed bret hart and he also <laughs> was in the first official ladder match in WWE history, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels had a Wrestling Observer five-star ladder match with just the ladder in a lot of people's eyes. They don't even include Razor. The slander <laughs> of Scott Holt, the no, bad guy. Hey, hey, I'm just going by the Shawn Michaels fans out there. They was like, Shawn Michaels had a five-star matchup with the ladder. It was, it was a lot. If you go back and watch it, it was a lot of Shawn Michaels doing innovative stuff with the ladder on Razor Ramon more than Razor doing stuff How with the ladder. How tall is Razor Ramon? Is he six foot seven? Do you want him to do shooting star press in 1994 as well? I mean, come on, guys. Hey, I man, mean, we all, we all know you hate vanilla midgets. And I, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> you know, it's become a bit lopsided. I want, I want, I'm, I'm an equal opportunist, you know. Give me, I feel you. You know, feel give me the big guys. Give me I the big guys. You. But I, I think. I think Shawn Michaels would have been perfect in like Money in the Bank at that at that stage, like 94, 95 in Money in the Bank. You know, that would have been the perfect thing, especially with like in 95, like 95, instead of him going against Diesel at WrestleMania, him winning the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 11. Imagine how, how we would have looked back on WrestleMania 11 if it had Money in the Bank back then. Just, wow. just think about that for a second. But imagine Michaels winning Money in the Bank at a WrestleMania 11 cashing it in on his former partner diesel and winning the championship that way you could have got longer out of the run of Shawn michaels as a heel i think his character in that stage would have been perfect to, with the money in the bank briefcase and it would it would have caused a whole lot of other things you could have had a easier transition and him play a traditional heel against brett the hitman Hart because you know brett loved to be a baby face so you know sean being the traditional heel as money in the bank cashing it in on even a bret hart would have been very interesting as well 
who would you say out of the past who's never been in Money in the Bank would you have liked to seen in a Money in the Bank ladder match or be a Mr. Money in the Bank? Marty Janetti. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Look at your face. No, no, no. I'm kidding. If I had to pick one from the past, because you picked a great one, I see, you know, your point is incredible. But if I had to go, it would be a macho in the bank. Macho man, Randy Savage. If we would take the ladder match to the 80s, I mean, you got the macho king. Well, let's just say he didn't become a macho king. Let's just say in WrestleMania 1990, you know, instead of doing a retirement match, he became macho in the banker, and he changes the briefcase. Oh, yeah, the briefcase. Oh, yeah, it's got the macho insignia on it, it's got the picture. You can feel the madness of it. Yeah, and he catches in a Hulk Hogan brother, and he takes back his title brother, and then he slaps Elizabeth. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Macho in the bank. I think Macho Man Randy Savage, I mean, he's a pioneer in the 80s in terms of, you know, the high-flying ability with the elbow drop and his match with Ricky Steamboat. I mean, his match with Ultimate Warrior, one of the greatest, one of the only two people besides, you know, Rick Rude to bring out a, a good performance uh, out of Ultimate Warrior. I think that Macho Man, with his pizzazz, because you know, for his showmanship, he would have, like, you know, custom-made Money in Bank briefcase. Yeah. You, you, maybe, and also... What I like to see is Macho Man is a very great character. His facial expression trying to cash in, then he can't in the last moment. Because you know Hogan, Hogan got to get his heat back, brother. You think he's done and, oh no, he's going he's gonna to cash in. No, Hogan hoaxes up. Hulking up, brother, so he can't cash in. So you get Macho Man sweating, <laughs> looking up. What am I going to do, brother? Wax him in the head, probably multiple times, break the briefcase, and then cashing it in. Free elbow drops to get his title back. I, I think that Macho Man would have been a great you know, Mr. Money in the Bank or Macho in the Bank. Macho in the Bank. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like that. That's a great idea. Another person that just came to my mind, uh, you know, a late person, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, lie, cheat, and steal. Lie, cheat, and steal with the money in the bank. That just fits his character so much. Imagine, you know, you got the money in the bank with like a low rider on it. Or he's coming. He's like he's he's got the lo he's got the money in the bank briefcase as his as his shotgun pilot in the low rider. That would have been perfect. Him cashing in. Imagine the pop he would have gotten. You know the you hear the music. He comes down with the low rider and he cashes in money in the bank on Brock Lesnar. I think that would have that would have been a little bit more realistic than the match we got. And we didn't need Goldberg to interfere in it. We just needed Brock Lesnar to have a big time matchup with like the Undertaker or Big Show. And then Eddie comes down and cashes in money in the bank but i also got to show love for the women and just in the money in the bank in general not even thinking about you know them winning the matchup lita lita in a money in the bank ladder match you know doing the moonsault off the top of the ladder and just you know putting her body on the line i think you we've seen you know she had like Use ladders in like no disqualification hardcore matches with the likes of Trish in the past. We've seen her do suicide dives and almost break her neck. But like in the ladder match, I think that she would have put her body on the line and really elevated and put it on a on a platform that it wasn't at at the time that she was in her prime. What about on the woman's side? Who would you want to see like in the Money in the Bank ladder match? I think the easiest one would be Trish Stratus. I mean, you say Lita, I yeah. think Trish Stratus, especially in her 2004 incarnation when she was heel, you get heel Trish Stratus, you know, with the money in the bank, because she had a, like, a broken nose during one period in, in 2004. So just her taking a sweet time 
waiting to like WrestleMania in Hollywood, you know, to cash in. But then at the same time, she was champion herself. But let's just say she wasn't champion. Let's just say they didn't do the whole 60, 80 days. She was allowed to hold the title. I forgot, was it? She went past the 30 day rule and she held the title longer than she should have in WWE law. They should have stripped her of the title and give it to someone like Lita or Victoria, who was, you know, popular, a babyface at the time. Then come back to reclaim her title with the money in the, in the bank briefcase and, and regaining her title. So I think Stratus would have been a great shout. Uh, I was thinking Molly Holly, but Molly Holly would have been very strict and, and uptight with the briefcase. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened. I feel like she, she would have been more of a character that would have lost the briefcase against the babyface or, you know, get stolen or somehow, you know, bargain for a haircut in between. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I love that. When when you say Molly, I think about the person that shaved their head, Victoria. Victoria would have been great in a Money in the Bank ladder match because Victoria is another type that just puts her body on the line. She can like take the beating with the ladders and stuff, but at the same time, like she had that different type of character. You know, her with like Stevie Richards in like 2003, have Stevie beat up one of the one of the ladies, and then she cashes in Money in the Bank. I think would have been very very cool. But yes, let us know in the uh, in the live chat. I can't I can't see the live chat too too well, but I know I know Sat probably has it up there. But let us know in the live chat what you guys think. What you oh, let us know with the ultra chat who you think would be China. Cool. I see someone mentioning China, China would be great. That that would be that would actually be really good. I, I like I like China especially because she should have been she should have got her opportunity at the WWF Championship at SummerSlam 1999. I will stand by that. I will die on that hill that she earned the opportunity. She beat Triple H for the number one contendership. And then they had that convoluted stretch where it somehow became a triple threat with Triple H, Mankind, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. China should have made it a fatal four-way. I will die on that hill. China should have at least got her opportunity at the WWF Championship. So, yeah, let us know with the with the Ultra Chats as well who you think should have been in the money in the bank, who is another like missed opportunity, men, women, who should have been uh, Money in the Bank in the past? Let us know with the Ultra Chat. But Sat, I know you've been you've been you've been telling me you've been telling us in the chat for Wrestling Daily. You have some hot takes, and I promise the folks we got we got about five six minutes left in the show. I've been telling them we're gonna do a hot take segment. We even we had the mod mother, you know, promote it yesterday. We want to we want to have your hot takes come in so you can message us once again, 20 to 30 second videos with your hot takes. It can be about anything in the wrestling world from WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, ROH, whatever you like, whatever your hot take is, we want to go through it at the end of every episode of Wrestling Daily. So send it in to twitter.com forward slash rest daily send those in because we want to devote the last portion of wrestling daily every single day we go live tuesday wednesday thursday friday for your hot takes but sat you're gonna you're gonna be the first up to bat give us a hot take that i can rip apart you already gave us your hot take of tomaso champa slander so that should have that should have been my hot take you see how how you're defending it because Funny enough, usually I'm 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 a, I'm a reasonable person when it comes to takes. Actually, I I feel like what what people generally like I I, I like too because I'm not 
very, very, except for people slandering Ahmed Johnson. I won't accept that. Ahmed Johnson was awesome. If you know, I love Sid. I love Ahmed. I love guys that look like they they, they might break a you know break a bowl or break a neck in the ring. Just a bit reckless. I, I like that. I miss that. Wrestling's too pristine. Make it a little bit dirty again. So my my hot take, or I'll, I'll call it more my strange take of the week, is um. So Matt Cardona, the, the former Zack Ryder, is the nickelback of wrestling. What the, what does that? I know. You know I know. What, I know. <laughs> what does that? What does that mean? See, um, ever since Zack Ryder, or Matt Cardona has been released. Uh, even before he got released, and WWE did a great job of taking out a man who was the Rocky story, an underdog who wasn't pushed, who did it on his own dime with his own money, started his own YouTube channel. You know, before YouTube channels were a thing, before even, you know, you know, YouTube wrestling community commenting and so forth, you had Zack Ryder telling the story about a man who, you know, wasn't getting pushed. And through that, his popularity blew up. I mean, Madison Square Garden, when The Rock was in the ring, they were chanting for Zack Ryder. Then he gets a watered-down push because Vince McMahon got tired of being told, damn it, do not tell me who to push. And he pushes Zack Ryder, giving the United States title, and they make him look like a chump with John Cena and, 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 and Eva. And then, and also, also Eve, Eve Torres, sorry. And then after that, he flounders. And then eventually we all realize he's never going to get, you know, anywhere. And then the, it turns out he likes toys. I mean, so, you know, listen, grown men and toys, I'm not going to say anything, you know, such as life. But he comes more, he comes because as a cornball. You can't really see him as a tough guy. He's got that whole Jeff Jarrett kind of vibe where you can't accept him as a badass. I mean, the guy yeah. was once popular, but Matt Card Cardona, the guy who had a five, was it five match tryout with AEW, only done two, then got kind of got released. The yeah, intake stream was a joke. He had like five weeks with AEW and they, they was like, no, we're not going to sign you long term. Right. So the, the Nickelback portion of why he's Nickelback is because, you know, they made it a Mandela effect that, oh, Nickelback sucks. But back in 2001, Nickelback was popular. This Canadian oh, band, cool. alt rock, you know, he's got this old man with his teen angst. Why is this old man got teen angst? I don't understand. But they were popular once upon a time. But nowadays people are like, uh, Nickelback, corny. Same as Matt Cardona. Uh, Matt Cardona, man, I hope he gets smashed up in GCW. That's not same as Zack Ryder, who are like, please push Zack Ryder, man. Zack Ryder could be champion, man. Zack Ryder could be the next Cena. He's outselling Cena with the t-shirts and the, and, the, and the wigs, you know? Nowadays, Matt Cardona is this guy who, you know, is obsessed with toys, I guess. And then people just take him as a joke. He's like Nickelback. Poor Matt Cardona, you ripping rip you rip apart Tommaso Champa. Now you're ripping apart Matt Cardona. I mean, this one I do agree with you. <laughs> you make you make you make valid points on uh, Matt Cardona. I'm not gonna lie, especially because he's going against MDK coming up in a in a in a week or two. Actually, the uh, GCW Homecoming against uh, Nick Gage for the GCW Heavyweight Championship. And I, I fear for Matt Cardona's life, honestly. I, I, I want him to win. Despite what I said, I like, no, no, no. So don't, so Matt Cardona's corniness, if channeled, I'm using Honky, Honky Tonk Man as an example. He was a guy that, that was, you know, you're like, he doesn't work as a baby face. Lean into the fact that Mark, Matt Cardona is annoying-ish kind of character. He, yeah. you know, he likes his toys. He really likes his toys. Oh gosh, he really loves his toys. Lean into that. Lean into the fact that he's overly positive. Man, I want to punch him in the face, man. He looks too happy. Lean into that. I think he's got great potential as a heel in GCW. He's like the antithesis of what that crowd is about, especially with Nick Gage. That's like, you know, 
oil and water and, and blood and so forth. So yeah, in Matt Cardona, be a heel, I love that. But yeah, he's a cornball. At the end of the day, I might get blocked. I've never been blocked by a wrestler because I'm always very, listen, I keep my shit to myself, but all right, if I get blocked, eh, I guess I deserve it. But Matt Cardona, I respect what you do. I respect your hustle, but you are cornball, just like Nickelback. And it's true. It's darn true. You, you you do know that you know I, I work with this channel and I do clip certain parts of of uh, wrestling daily and I might just do that so you can get blocked by Matt Cardona. <laughs> no, we'll never have Matt Cardona on the show. We don't want that to happen. No, uh, I respect. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, you know you know what I say. A spade to spade. Dude's a cornball who loves his toys, spend X amount of money, that money can go to college tui- you know, tuition. That's like privilege. <laughs> Hi, I'm so privileged. I got all this money. I got this Saudi money. I'm going to spend it on toys. That's great, mate. You know, give, give some money to people that need that need it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, whatever, man. Like, if I get blocked, I get blocked. My card owner, corny, like Nickelback, guys. I mean, tell me what you think, guys, in the chat. I mean, let me know. Am I wrong? Do you disagree with me, guys? I, I think I think I think you're not going to see a lot of people come to Matt Cardona's defense in 2021. Uh, I'm rooting for Nick Gage at GCW uh, GCW Homecoming, but you you are right. Him as this kind of corny, over the top cartridge, you know, you know, the emphasis, Ambrose. I like emphasis, that. He was, <laughs> emphasis of WWE would be very interesting as GCW Heavyweight Champion, but he's versing. Nick Gage, who's who has said who has gone on record and said that he's gonna break a light tube over his head and take the the the, the broken part of it and stab Matt Cardona and then pull and then wipe it down the the light tube down his back. So yeah, GCW Homecoming. If you're into hardcore deathmatch and you don't like Mark Cardona and you agree with that. That's the place to be, July 24th. Wild Love is Nick Gage get a bunch of, like, Legos. He likes toys, right? So put some Legos. Drop him on some Legos. Break some figures. Get him on his knees. Legos with, like, glass in it or something. Oh, yes. (laughs) Take off his boots. Drop him on them Legos, his toes touching them Legos. That's going to hurt. Legos on your feet hurt, guys. I know this. It does. It does. Thank you, everyone. We're kind of bring this to a close. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this edition of Wrestling Daily. Uh, we appreciate everyone for watching. If you're just coming in, drop a like on this video. You can share it on all your favorite social media platforms. Of course, if you're new to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified. We've just reached 12 k we are moving closer to 12 12.5 then to 13k and then eventually 15k where not only are we going to see sat e get oily we're going to see wrestling daily on quizzlemania for quizzlemania war games war games sp3 i have to ask you a question can i officially be a daily's boy i, I want to be big dick daily if you're if you're fine with that, well, 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 to be fair, Doc Gallows is Big Dick Dangly uh, uh, Daily, so yeah, he he took that spot. But I think you are a quintessential stud muffin, so you can be Joel Gertner. We're gonna Sat get you in- e <laughs> for endowed, ladies and gentlemen. Nyangi, I'm up for that. That is sat on a Wednesday. It, the E stands for endowed. 
for the quintessential stud muffin, Sat E Yang Yi, the newest member of the Daily Boys. That is all for this edition of Wrestling Daily. We will see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, Alex is all well and good, where him and Steph will review AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest night one the coffin match you got the second week with malachi black a lot of great stuff going to be going down i want to thank you sat for joining me wait i want a discussion i won right i mean you you agreed i i no i know i agree i agree with your hot take i i always win the debates i'm sorry i'm sorry i i think i won by saying lita Lita and Victoria. I think i i think i i I said macho man guys that should nullify any you know what don't let sp3 decide in the, in the chat, guys, let me know who really won. <laughs> I, I think I think I think I, I already won. Uh, it's 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 okay. It's okay. I always win the debates. That's it. Was last minute. Let me prepare. Give me a topic next time. This guy. Exactly. exactly. We'll let you know before seven twenty-five to come on, and you can debate. <laughs> You can debate me, and you can pick the debate next time. They picked the debate this time, and I think I think I won. I think I won. You can let us know if you're watching on demand in the comments section below. Sat, let them know where they can find you and what you're doing on Sunday. So, at Sat next to, give me a follow. Give True Hugh SP free. Even though I think he's more of a true babyface, he's a likable guy. Look and try and pretend that babyface. Look at this guy, handsome guy right here. I mean, look at the American teeth and my British teeth. I mean, look at this guy. Beautiful man right here. I'm beautiful too. But he's got, he he oozes that baby face charisma. So on Sunday, it's jamming a jar, ladder match. The Daily Boys are in the house. SP3 and Sat E, Entanglement Entertainment, Nyangi are in the ladder match. I've been drafted uh, Johnny Drip Drip. I love the guy. If it was 10 years ago, then maybe he w- he could win. But the guy's in his early 40s. But at the same time, guys in their early 40s are getting titles. So I can't. Lashley, yeah. I never will get the title. So who knows? And I've been given a mystery woman. I don't, I don't know who the mystery woman is. But if it's Becky Lynch, Sonya Deville, you know, Tony Storm, I, I might have a chance of winning. Who knows? But yes, the Daily Boys are in the house. Wrestle Talk. Get ready because we're coming to get ya. SP3, what you get to say, buddy? Oh, yeah. You already know. We're, the Daily Boys are taking home the jam in the jar. We're going to cash it in, and we're going to bring the jam, that championship, to Wrestling Daily. I am sorry, Papa Pete, the godfather of Wrestling Daily. It's coming home to the on-screen duo. One, yeah. of, one or the other, the Wrestling Daily is taking it home. I just want to say to Oli as well. Oli, I'm coming for you, Ninja. And... Show us that. Fuck. That fuck. 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 That fuck. Yeah. Fuck. That fuck. We, we almost made it through a stream without a swear jar. But yes, let we're going to get a swear jar emoji emote for all the members. Become a Wrestling Daily member. Like, comment, share, subscribe. And we'll see you tomorrow for Wrestling Daily. Peace, y'all. Pretty sure I just heard you talking mad, mad crap about me, by the way. Just throwing it out there. You're saying that <laughs> the Godfather Resident is going to lose his jam, that championship. I've never heard anything so outrageous in my life. You guys do not stand a chance in the jam in the jar ladder match at Money in the Bank. And I will remain your jam, that champion for, for, for life. Listen, I'm, I'm just a young lion, man. I'm just trying to make it in, in this world, man. 
developmental contracting all man i'm trying to make it but this yeah guy, boys in the house this guy invaded our show man get get out of here you you already been on like 100 streams today could you could you relax it's all about the daily boys the daily boys are taking it home we're gonna get 15k quizzlemania war games tell him that championship tell it's him. all coming home and it's True, all a rap, pete it's all a rap pete daily super boy potent free super potent free is telling you bro come in deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.